0: Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning into the Big Hunker Podcast. We have a big giveaway going on this week only. It ends on Friday, uh, what is it, August the 11th or something like that. We have a major giveaway going on. The uh, Mr. Corey over there at Double T British Kennels is giving away a brand new puppy. We're throwing in a Lucky Duck Kennel coming with a Mo Marsh uh, blind and dog stand. A lot of good stuff go to our facebook six months worth of perina dog food and five months and of five training five months of training
1: thank you very much double t
0: so go to our facebook page the big honker podcast it has got everything uh listed on what you got to do to get entered to it it's this week only so you better hurry up and do it also go over to our youtube channel the big honker podcast get subscribed to it every thursday evening we are releasing a brand new episode of our series the first family of waterfowl it is season two And it is very, very good. So go check it out.
1: And look us up on Patreon at the Big Honker Podcast. We release three videos a week. It costs you $3 a month. And there will be
0: more goodies tied to it. So this podcast is brought to you by Shin Gear at ShinGear.com. They are releasing all sorts of good stuff. They just came out with a brand new pullover just yesterday. Jeff got it in. Uh, yesterday also as it was released. So Jeff will have to tell you how it is uh, on the three and a half hunts a year that he does. Um, (laughs) The bibs are phenomenal. I was lucky enough to torture test them last year. They're great. They're waterproof. They're wind resistant or windproof. Hell, you don't feel any wind. Uh, Great material and great people over there at Shin Gear. Their waiters are out of this world and they have a guarantee. They will stand behind their waiters for as long as you stand in them. So if you ever have any problems with any garments that are from Shin Gear, send it back. They'll fix it and get it right back out to you in a timely manner, which is important. ShinGear.com. Go check them out. Also, we're brought to you by Pacific Calls at PacificCustomCalls.com. They're releasing some new calls. They've got another spec call coming out, the BBS, and they've got a big goose call coming out. The BBG, it is going to cater to the guys that are chasing the big geese, so... My favorite is still the BA Lesser Call. It is the one that I choose and the PCD Duck Call. So I know a lot of guys are moving to the no-name. I'm a PCD guy. But head over to PacificCustomCalls.com and get whatever you're going to need for this coming waterfowl season because it's coming shortly. We're also brought to you by Double T British Kennels, BritLabs.com. Mr. Corey over there that's doing the giveaway. He has an 18-month wait list. The proof is in the pudding. He's putting out some phenomenal dogs. We'll have a couple dogs out here this year at Stanford Outfitters. So
1: hardworking, good dogs, good pets, good citizens, just great attitude. Overall. You, you, you can't go wrong with double T British kennels. You just and, can't do it.
0: And Corey is a stand up guy. I mean, he goes above and beyond for his clients and his dogs are just a testament to the hard work that he puts into them.
1: A good man with a great, great, great company.
0: So check them out, Britlabs.com, and you can get on a waiting list or send them an email, and, you know, if you've already got a dog, he can help you in the training of it. So send them an email, check them out, Britlabs.com. Also, we're brought to you by Boss Shot Shells. You are missing a major, major advantage if you are not shooting Boss Shot Shells. Uh, The Stanfield 9s, you need to call or email them.
1: Order them direct. Get a hold of Meg at the shop. She can take care of you on the Stanfield 9s. The best teal load you can buy this year.
0: Yes, and dove load. If you're hunting some state land or federal land that doesn't allow non-toxic, the nines are going to be great for dove hunting too. So, um, and then as far as waterfowl loads, just get the old standard, the old two and three quarter inch, three five blend. It's the way that I've rock. New war chiefs will be out this month. War chiefs are coming out. They got a lot of cool stuff uh, going on over there. Uh, Sign up to everything that they got going on. They've got uh, different email email letters and newsletters coming out so you can stay up to date on everything that boss has going on, but major, major advantage once you switch to boss. So also we're brought to you by lucky duck. They have got a lot of brand new stuff. They've got a brand new spinner out. Uh, You know, if you're a goose hunter, you know, this once the spinner's going, uh, there's nothing worse than geese come in and you got to turn off the spinner and wing side up. It always stinks white side up. So they have figured out a way White side down, black on top, so it's going to be black and white. That contrast is going to catch the eye of the bird a lot easier. Also, dove season is coming up for a lot of people down here in the southern states of Texas. They've got great dove spinners. The more the merrier. Dove will do it just like teal will. So get you three or four of those dove spinners if you've got a dove hunt coming up. You're not going to regret it. They've also got dog kennels, five-star crash test rated. They fit the big boys in there like Lou. Uh, I cannot say enough about Lucky Duck. Everything that they do is great, and they're always trying to find a way of improving. So head over to luckyduck.com and pick from any of the various items that they have. You're not going to be disappointed. Brand new Ice Eater's out too. They're in the Ice Eater game. Yep, the
1: floating ones.
0: That's right. We're also brought to you by hemp Hill Farms for your CBD needs. Listen, I'm getting a little bit older, so I got more aches and pains than I used to have.
1: I take I take Hemp Hill every night. I take a gummy before I go to bed. And the roll-on, I absolutely love. I'm old. I get in the pool. My grandkids wear me the hell out. They think I'm a jungle gym. The knees are sore when I get out of the swimming pool from wrestling with them for hours at a time. Put on some salve or the roll-on, put right on my knee, quits hurting within a minute.
0: I like the roll-on. Got a little bit going. Got a little something going on with my ankle and Achilles, so just roll it on and the pain goes away. He's also got uh, pet CBD, so uh, if you have a dog that gets a little bit anxious maybe when the guns are going off, or he's just a bucket bronco until the first flock comes in, maybe check out some pet CBD. You're
1: gonna keep Lou zoned up all year long, right? I'm
0: gonna keep him doped up. Yep. He's, (laughs) He's gonna be. He'll be pissing hot by the end of the year. So. Uh, but no, great, great people, all natural, uh, all organically grown. And, you know, the the way that they do everything, high, high quality over there at Hemp Hill Farms and first time customers get save a little bit of money.
1: If you got the ouchies and everyone that's older has an ouchie, whether it's a shoulder and elbow or anything, the roll on is so easy. You just roll the, just just put it on. And it, man, it doesn't burn like being gay. There's no side effects. It just it makes you quit hurting. I highly recommend
0: it hemphillfarm.com with a ph we're also brought to you by dive bomb industries they have revolutionized the silhouette game it is still the most cost effective way of having a nice waterfowl spread Uh, you can get five or ten dozen of the silhouettes and you know you're in the game pretty much anywhere in the in north america and you don't have to break the bank doing it They've revolutionized silhouettes and they've revolutionized sila socks, which is a very good way of adding movement to your spread. I cannot uh, recommend socks enough. Put them out there. Wind's moving. You got natural motion and all motion is not created equal. The folks over at Dive Bomb Industries figured out a way of having natural looking motion added to your spread with the socks. So head over to Dive Bomb Industries. You can order right from their website and it'll ship straight to your door. Also, we're brought to you by Dirty Duck Coffee. It's the way we start our morning here at the Big Honker Lodge every single day. They have a blend for you. My preference is the Missouri Boat Ride blend, but they've got it all. They got sun's up, guns up, high velocity, first flight, whatever you're into. And my summertime favorite is the cold brew. It's how I spend my afternoons every single day. A little cold brew, a little bit of sorcery, and it's my afternoon pick-me-up. So head over to Dirty Duck Coffee. They're great guys over there at Dirty Duck Coffee. If you're going to any of the uh, coming hunting shows, game fairs coming up, I know they're going to be at it. So stop by the booth, get your morning pick-me-up. Also, we're brought to you by Ducks Unlimited. They are the reason that we still have ducks. They are the leader in wetland conservation, and I am so excited to be attached to Ducks Unlimited. Great group
1: of guys. It's, it's season. It's time to go to the banquets. Go buy you some raffle tickets, buy you gun or win some guns, buy paintings, decoys. You can fill up your whole house at one DU event on perfect stuff for that perfect man cave. And it all goes to a great, great, great source, which is to build wetlands so we can have ducks to hunt.
0: Support them because they're supporting us as duck hunters. Also, we're brought to you by Mossberg, mossberg.com, and we've got some new guns showing up here shortly. Yes, we will
1: we'll have some over-unders. Me and Andy will be shooting over-unders for our TV show, and we will have. they are providing guns again for our Gold Star Hunt. Can't say a thank you enough for that. There will be eight young men and or women. I think there's a little girl too two coming this year. For the Gold Star Hunt, Mossberg is very, very, very charitable of them. I don't even know if that's the word I should use. Just very nice of them to donate these guns to these kids for a great cause. It's a great company. The 940 Waterfowl, we shot those last year. Great guns. Reach out, grab you a Mossberg, shoot it and try it and see if you don't like it. They're good
0: guns. Also, we're brought to you by Alpha Outdoors Specialties, maker of the Stanfield Stool. It's going to save my back all this coming Waterfowl season. And they've got a brand new blind caddy coming out. Keep, I'm going to be able to just be like having a TV dinner in there. I'll have a place for my coffee to go and I'll have me a little workstation set up. So alphaoutdoorspecialties.com, you can go there, you can hit the shop button and all of their stuff, you can see what all they're coming up with. So
1: great guys, the flooded timber guys, I'm telling you right now, their gun magnet that goes on the trees is the best thing I've ever seen for flooded timber.
0: And be looking for that blind caddy because it's what I'm going to be using all year long. Also, we're brought to you by The Looking Glass Podcast. Logan and Rebel put on a great show. If you like this one, head over to their Patreon account, Patreon, and just type in The Looking Glass Podcast, and you can be a part of the group of degenerates that are listening to their show. They're hilarious. It is a great way of killing long road trips, listening to Logan and Rebel. And, you know, every once in a while, you'll gain a little bit of knowledge. So Logan and Rebel are great dudes, and we always look forward to seeing them out here at the Big Hunker Lodge. So check them out on Patreon, subscribe to everything they got going on and get prepared to laugh. Last but not least, we're brought to you by Stanfield Hunting Outfitters. Dove season's just around the corner. We are in full off season or full preparation for Dove Eve out here at the Big Hunker Lodge. It's going to be here before we know it. We got a couple dates available. Give us a call 940-658-3172. Ask for Shin Gears Husky Model because he's the one that answers the phone and We will have your email.
1: I have the Monday and Tuesday before Thanksgiving. I have an opening then. And I think I have, I actually have a weekend. I have the November 17th, 18th weekend. I have a group opening then had a group move their date to another date. So that is open. That's all I have in November, the Monday, Tuesday before Thanksgiving, and that weekend before Thanksgiving, I think is the weekend that I have a, a, a spot for one group. Hunting's outstanding then. That's a great time to come. I still got some times, some days in December. i have got the week after Christmas and the week before Christmas. I have a couple spots open still. So, anyways, give me a call. We appreciate you listening to us and check out all of our stuff we have. We've got the Patreon account, Big Honker Podcast. We got the YouTube channel. It's got a giveaway. Don't forget it. Thank you. God bless you and be safe.
0: Boys and girls, this episode of the podcast, we are joined by Sean Keaton, and he had an encounter with something that he cannot explain. This is his story. He's not saying it's a Bigfoot, but it might be a Bigfoot. So, this is his story. Enjoy. Sean Keaton.
1: And welcome to the Big Hawker Podcast brought to you by Boss Shot Shells. Go to bossshotshells.com, give them a call, and order Stanfield Nines. Dove season is about three weeks away.
0: That is it. And uh War Chiefs out. So that's uh they're starting to ship. So go just head over to bossshotshells.com, get whatever you're gonna need. Season's basically here, so stock up. Yep, time to go. With us today from
1: Carrollton, Kentucky, Mr. Sean Keaton. Sean, how are you doing, sir?
2: I'm there.
0: Uh oh, we got a little what? echo now. Are you there?
2: Yeah, yeah can, you can you hear
0: me? I uh, got an echo now, now. Now I got an echo.
2: Okay. okay, how
0: about now? Nope, still an echo. It was fine earlier. What ha- Did you uh, change yeah, something?
2: I don't know. Uh, let, me let me see. see. I, I tried to turn the volume down, That I ended up uh-huh. kind of messed up, up here. Hold
1: on. I think you're on uh, fast speed is what you're on. It sounds like he's two and a half times or something. What the fuck are you talking about, Jeff? The way you can speed up a video. You can't speed up a live interview. Well, fuck, I don't know. I'm not the technical genius. You are. Uh,
0: <laughs> tell you what let me uh the whole kn- trick i know what's gonna fix this i'm gonna i'm gonna hang up and then we're okay. gonna call i'm gonna call you right back all right let's hope this works
2: all right let's give this another run
0: that sounds better right sounds now. good right now
2: yeah i don't hear all that reverb in that that's all good. Right. Now, okay,
1: we're ready to go. I think. So you live in Kentucky. Uh-huh. You think that turtle-headed some bitch is going to get reelected in t- before we get into other stuff, <laughs>
2: well, yeah, like I was saying earlier. If you know one thing about politics, that you don't know anything. But you know, it's it's funny because my grandpa always used to say, "Vote for the crook," because you hate to see an honest man turn bad, <laughs> right? So, <laughs> so basically, what you got? If you got an honest guy and a crook, you vote for the crook. You know, you don't want to turn you don't want to turn somebody down the wrong path. So I don't know, but it. It's crazy, yeah. that's for sure. Politics in the country. That's yeah.
0: why I like Trump and that's why I like uh, Kennedy Jr. is because their parties yes. hate them. So if, yep. if if your party doesn't like you and they're doing everything that they can to keep you out of office, that's the guy you want. Because mm-hmm. that's probably yeah, the guy that's telling you the truth. Woody
1: Harrelson came out yesterday wearing a, a Kennedy uh, hat. Uh-huh. He's catching shit from all them other liberal pedophiles in Hollywood. They're pissed. Hmm. Hmm. They don't want someone yeah. rocking the boat. Okay, Sean, did you have an encounter with a Bigfoot?
2: Well, yes. Um, Now I say that, I mean, I I don't have any DNA proof or anything, but yes, I did for sure. And it is, I'll tell you what, it's a story that um, through the years, I mean, I've looked back on it many a times and thought, what the ever living hell. So um, yeah, it, it was a cool experience for sure. Now
0: we've talked about this before. I don't know that I would want to see a Bigfoot. Like I don't, I don't want to. I I would hate to because if you come and tell anybody, they're just gonna think that you're a kook. And I mean, right. it's kind of one of those things. that's like you want to tell somebody if you were to to see what you believe was a Bigfoot, but at the same time, like you're gonna catch so much shit from your buddies. Oh
2: yeah, for sure. Was it like absolutely? That? And then everybody's first, everybody's first question is, "Why didn't you kill it? Why the hell would I kill it?" <laughs> What the hell? What's my first reaction on everything just going to kill it? I mean, mean, what the hell? I don't know.
0: So where did you see this at? Yeah, what happened? Tell us the story.
2: So uh, I'll give you a little backstory on it. Uh, Back in, uh, starting in 98, 98, 99, 2000, 2001, a, a time period, I leased a pit for waterfowl and over in Anna, Illinois. Now, Anna Jonesboro, pretty small town, southern Illinois, all the way over against the Mississippi River. Now, Anna themselves set right over by the interstate, but where we leased was over by the interstate. So when you come out of Anna and you're heading down, there's still still a lot of pretty big forest really out through there. Uh, at least it wasn't that I've been in there in 20 years, but there was still a lot of big forest, still a lot of big wood tracks, a lot of big white tails in there, um, good deer hunting country. But when you went out you dropped off the bluff line down into what would be like say the Mississippi river valley and it was all crops. So you came off this big bluff, dropped down in the bottom, and it was a great place. It's a great place to hunt, honestly, uh, except for they had this the stupid goose quota. So you had to call in every day. And the reason why I didn't go over there all the time was the, the goose hunting could literally end that day. When they started getting close to the quota, it went from two birds a day to one, and then from one to zero. And each morning you had to call in to see, because you could go over there, you could drive four hours from my house over there, call in that morning. There's no season oh, open. Um, so I didn't go a whole lot, as much as I would have, which is why I eventually dropped that lease, because it just was too far of a drive. And then when it dropped a one to drive four hours to shoot one goose, hell, I could shoot them in my backyard. You know, I didn't need to drive southern in Illinois for it. Right. Yeah, and so that's where it was. Anyway, uh, so just a, a little setup for this. So when you when you came out of town and you, and you left sort of the, the, what I would consider like the wooded areas, you dropped down in the bottom, it was all big fields just gigantic cropland like you think of you know iowa and places north dakota south dakota places like that where just gigantic cornfields bean fields bottom land so it was it was a blacktop road a pretty nice two-lane road and then it turned off onto a blacktop road that went for about a mile and then that blacktop turned into gravel and then our lease started there and it went back to gravel road a long way a matter of fact because there were three pits on this place a dry pit A pit that, if it had heavy rain, would have water in it, sometimes in the middle, and then a pond pit in the front. But anyway, so it went blacktop. Then it turned into gravel for a couple more miles. Then it turned into dirt. And the dirt road continued on. I never even went to the end of it, matter of fact. So, I mean, it went on pretty far. Um, So, at that particular time, duck hunting sucked in southern Illinois. I mean, you could kill a few ducks, but it sucked. I'll be honest with you. I mean, I was out there enough that it freaking sucked. So, we would always hunt the dry pit for the geese which was where the gravel turned into dirt. And then it was just a continuing dirt road. So you were several miles from the actual main blacktop road and, and a couple of miles from where the blacktop stopped and went into gravel. And there was nothing around, no houses, anything there You know, these were 600 acre fields, you know, where it's all into that mile by mile square stuff or whatever down there, big fields. So uh, no lights, no people, no houses, no traffic. Nobody came back those roads cause they all dead ended. So um, yeah, it kind of gives you a little bit of the setup on it.
0: Right. And then and then what happens? You're back there one morning getting ready to goose hunt?
2: No, we're actually, so what we would do is if the, if the goose season was still open, me and a buddy of mine would leave after work and we could drive. It's about a four-hour drive. So we'd leave after work. You know, you'd leave at 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock, something like that. You get out there at eh, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, something like that. Instead of staying at a hotel for three hours, we would always just pull down the road. And you could park in the road because nobody was going back there. So you just park in the middle of the dirt road, like right where the gravel met the dirt. So we'd drive out there. This particular day, I think we left a little bit earlier, it seems like, because I remember we went to Walmart for something like, you know, they're communists on ammunition sales and they were in those days too. But we still needed. they would sell you like a box or some shit like that. So anyway, we, we had been to Walmart and so we drove out to the lease, and it was it was late, and we just pulled into the road, and it was me and a buddy of mine in the passenger seat and my dog in the back seat. I had a Chevy, 20, uh, 2001 Chevy Silverado. And that wasn't the the crew cabs that everybody think of today. It was the, the suicide doors, extended right. cab version. So I had my dog in the back, and everybody has their best lab ever. You know, let's face it, we've all hunted for years and years. Everybody's got, this is the best lab I ever had. She was absolutely, 41 pounds, small, pick up anything, picked up thousands of birds. She started picking up snow geese, six months old. She was, I mean, she was top notch, sweetest thing ever. She was in the back seat, minding her own business. You know, she always had full run of the back seat because we put everything in the back and it was he and I in the front seats. So we pulled out and we parked, like always. You know, we, were, we had gotten some dinner or whatever. It was late. So anyway, we were going to sleep till four and then go out and set up all the decoys and all that kind of stuff. So, we're just parked um just basically sitting i mean we've got our seats laid back you know by now it's at this point when the whole thing starts it's probably between two and three somewhere like that uh we're just sitting in the truck with seats back
0: in the morning two and three in the morning pitch Mm -hmm. dark
2: yeah moonlit night you could see a little bit but it was i mean it was you know nighttime but it was it was pretty moonlit
0: and then what happens
2: and so anyway, we're sitting there and we got the, the seats all laid back. And again, I had the, the sweetest lab. I mean, she was she was a million-dollar lab, I'll be honest with you. And so we're sitting there, we're laid back, we're minding our own business, we're out. And the dog freaking goes crazy. Now, when I say a dog goes crazy, I mean, this dog completely goes crazy to the point that like laying down in the seat asleep to standing up gnashing her teeth she slams her head into the side window of that truck so hard that truck was still in my uh construction fleet here as of not too long ago it had grooves cut in the glass where her teeth were hitting the glass i still have pictures of that on my phone actual grooves cut in the glass of her teeth hitting the glass well wait. ahead Andy looked like he was
0: no, I'm there. Yeah, no, okay. no, no, no. You're good now. Was she in the back when she was doing this, or was, did she? she? was in the back seat. Okay, she
2: was laying in the back seat. So right.
0: something's got and her stirred so, up.
2: Yeah. So anyway, she starts going like from asleep to going bananas. So you know, it kind of catches you where you're a little bit like, oh, what you know, what the hell? Because uh, you, you weren't know, like in deep sleep or anything, but we, you know, we had laid back. So anyway, buddy man, he's like, what the fuck, dude? And I'm like, I don't know. So anyway, I start reaching back like what the hell, you know, freaking calm down. Well, she tries to bite me, which is the one and only time that dog ever tried to bite anybody in her life. Cause she was literally a sweetheart. And I was like, just calm down. And she was just, nah. I was like, what dude? So anyway, he was like, what the hell is going on? So I don't know. So as I'm, as I'm going, I'm reaching over the back seat, of course. And I'm looking at him and I'm like, God dang it. Settle down freaking. I thought she was gonna break the window out. I mean, her head's just
0: boom, boom,
2: boom, boom. Just hitting the side window of the truck. So I'm like, you know, so I'm trying to hold her back and blah, blah, blah. And anyway, I just, I don't even know how you could even really see it, but way off in the distance coming from the blacktop road, I see this thing in the road. So I tell everybody, I'm like, man, there's something in the road back there. It's got her stirred up. So I figured it was this car, you know, something like that coming down. Didn't have any headlights on, but you know, plenty of people looking, you know, teenagers doing shit they shouldn't be doing. I mean, let's face it, I'm not unheard of for that to happen but she would she had never reacted like that to anything i mean i had this dog almost 14 years and the one and only time she ever reacted like that so anyway i was like dude there's something back there in the road so i'm trying to get her calmed down and she's just getting worse 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 to the point that she's just in the back seat back and forth forth and back back and forth forth and back just slamming her head into the window and i was and it kind of just caught everybody by, it. you know, like, whoa, what the hell? So anyway, I see this thing in the road. I tell buddy man, I was, man, that thing's getting closer. Again, I still thought it was probably a vehicle because out there there's nobody walking, mm-hmm. right? And I mean, you can see for literally forever out there. And the only reason why you could see it because it was on the gravel, and the gravel was light. It was, there was enough moonlight that that gravel shows as almost white. Right, you know, we're yeah, black out. Yeah, yeah. You see it on the on the gravel it's shown as white and you can just see this dark this dark form and so um anyway as it started getting closer i was like man that's it's somebody so i tell him damn dude there's somebody on the road so this is all going on over the course of say a couple minutes two or three minutes something like that so anyway i'm like that's getting closer so I actually had a pistol in the truck at the time. Uh, of course, I have a pistol in the truck all the time. Who doesn't? But um, you know, when like, oh, you know, we got shotguns in the front, everything's in the back. You know. So anyway, I got the pistol in the front, and so I tell him, I'm like, man, that freaking thing's getting closer, dude. So it's coming up the road, coming up the road, and you can start to make out that it's running on two legs,
0: running at you. And so I was,
2: you running toward us? Yeah, I absolutely. How it's far? Front, how right far away? Have you
0: road. had to gauge like how many. Hundred yards, two hundred yards. How? No, when I first
2: saw it, it was probably.
0: A mile. Oh, you can see that far. Um,
2: yeah, I mean it's a long okay. way. It was you could just it was just That's a right. little speck, and then as it got closer, you could start to see it. You know, it's getting bigger, and you can tell that it's running up right. Cause it, then after I saw that, that I was like, oh, it's got to be a deer or something. It's running down the road. So anyway, when it gets close enough, I'm like, dude, I said that thing's standing up. It's running upright. So anyway, it's like, ah, oh, who'd be out here? Nobody, you know, I mean, shit, hard. You know, Here's it. I mean, it's December. You know, it's not bitter cold, but I mean, it's cold. You know, hell, it's 30 degrees and nighttime. So, you know, somebody's running down the road. Damn, that's weird. So, anyway, dog's freaking going crazy. I tell him, I'm like, shit, that thing's running on two legs. Pretty damn weird, dude. So, How anyway. far away is it now? And now it's within 300 yards. Two. Three or 400 yards it, you could see now you could see all the way back you could damn near see to the blacktop because it's all flat right and then when it came up so the road came up and the road was just straight as an arrow all the way down there it's all fields on the right on the left it dropped into what would basically be like a little drainage ditch and then it went fields on the left too and then until it got over there on the right so you had all these fields that went across and you had the pits in the middle of the fields and then it went over and the bluff line was over and you could see off way off in the distance, probably another half, three quarters of a mile was the bluff line. So we were just on this road, and this thing's now within eh, several hundred yards of us, um, coming straight down the road. Um, it, it, and of course, you, know, you don't know where it's at in the road, but it may look like you're running right down the middle of the road, which eventually they're going to run into us because we're sitting in the middle of the road. Yeah. We didn't pull off because there wasn't any reason to pull off. Nobody was coming down the road, so we just literally parked in the middle of the road, and we were just sitting there. So anyway, I don't
1: give a shit who you are, where you're at. If you're in the middle of nowhere and somebody approaches you in the dark in your fucking car, that's mm-hmm. not normal.
2: No, that's exactly right. Yeah, especially at a, at a pretty high rate of speed. You know, you can tell it was moving along pretty good because that's a long distance down through there. You know, how far if you'd have driven that, it'd take you a couple of minutes to drive it. And I mean, you know, you're driving 60 mile an hour on a road take you a couple of minutes. So anyway, this thing, it was approaching quick. I was like, what the shit? So anyway, I had the pistol out, um, kind of just in the console and stuff. So anyway it gets closer. I tell him, I said, man, that thing's on two legs, dude. I said, it's a person. He said, I can't. Of course, you know, he starts telling oh, it can't be a person. It's night. You know, people can't run down in the dark in the night and all that kind of stuff. Well, I'm telling you that somebody's on two legs. I mean, I don't know what it is, but I'm telling you it's on two legs. And it's running down the road. So he turns around and see, and he can see it playing his dead. So it's obvious that the dog had heard it from a dead sleep in the seat when that thing first transitioned from the blacktop to the gravel. Now, I don't know if she heard the vibration of that thing on the gravel, or if she actually heard the run, but she had started going nuts when that thing was a mile from us. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally. So I was like, what the shit? And you know, she, I, again, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's a dog sixth sense. who knows? But she knew something was up and she was like straight on fight mode. Let's freaking go, you know? And I was like, oh shit. So anyway, we're sitting there and it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Gets right up by the truck, comes right by the passenger door. Literally, if he'd opened the door and ran into the door, runs right past. And I remember thinking, damn, that's just tall. You know, because I'm six foot tall. I'm standing outside. I don't know how tall I am to my truck. I'm like, damn, that's just
0: tall. So you're outside the vehicle runs, when he runs uh, past you?
2: no I'm just saying I don't know know what it was like we were sitting in the vehicle with wind of course it was like I said it was cold you know we had jackets over some windows rolled up and everything but anyway I just remember thinking damn and things tall. because like I said I know me in reference to the truck you know when I'm filling it up getting in the cab and you know kind of ducking to get in and all that this thing was super I'm guessing somewhere four at least four or five inches taller than I was uh than I am just by judging it running by so anyway it runs literally runs within two feet of the truck, Never pauses, never slows down, never looks, never anything. Runs directly past us two feet away. Runs on down this this dirt road for maybe 50 yards and turns 90 degrees and runs across the cut cornfield. Now boys, I'm 52 years old next week. I've been hunting cut cornfields since three years Mm -hmm. old. You can't run across a cut cornfield. I can tell you that. I mean, you barely walk across one because these were rough cut. These weren't you know smooth where they roll them up and all that. Now these are rough cut corn stalks, you know, two feet high. I mean, how far in the daylight you can't run across one. Not to mention the fact this thing had ran two miles to get to us, turns 90 degrees after running past us and runs across this cut cornfield. And again, you couldn't do that shit in the daylight. I don't give I I don't care how good an athlete you are. You can't run across damn cut cornfield. Son of a gun turns, runs straight across the cut cornfield. Straight to the bluff line. You can watch it, we watch it, we watch it, we watch it. Go straight over, and you lose it in the darkness of when it gets to the bluff line where it's dark over there. My dog turns around, lays down a seat, instantly goes back to sleep.
1: Whoa. What did uh did it smell? Did it stink?
2: i you know we weren't outside the vehicle we had the windows rolled up uh so i don't i mean i didn't i didn't i didn't smell it or cause, of course we probably wouldn't have like I said we were in there um so hard to say really on that ex- aspect but uh it was obviously tall it's taller than uh, much taller than i am um and and it may, it had to have made a distinctive sound because you know i hunted that dog got hunted that dog for probably way too damn long honestly but i couldn't leave her at home, so. She had been around a million damn deer, and a million people and a million everything. No I don't give a shit. Right. But the minute this thing stepped on blacktop or from the blacktop to the gravel, she knew something was up and she didn't want nothing to do with it.
1: The the detective in me says, well, did you get out and do anything? But then the person in me says, I ain't getting out of a fucking vehicle. vehicle.
0: What Fuck were you like, right. like when That's it was it. running up to you? Were you and your buddy just like, okay, let's just stay here and see like if this person needs something or. Like, are you grabbing for yeah, your pistol? Yeah,
2: we kind of I had the, I had to, I had the pistol in my yeah. hand because I was like, you know, if this immature turn's up here and tries to get in the truck, you know, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to make some drastic maneuvers. So I had it in my hand, um, and he's, it's on his side, so he's kind of, like, oh, of course, there was console on the truck, and he's like oh, and swarmed over on my side of the truck and everything. I was like, damn dude, I you got to get out of the way if I got to pop a <laughs> shot at something here, because you're like literally right in the way of that thing, but. um, it was It's it's very distinctive in that the dog knew. The dog knew something was up. I mean, immediately knew something. Like, miles of freaking way. I mean, you all have been around dogs your whole life, damn. I mean, you know, dogs dogs don't typically act out of character unless something's going on with them. I mean, hell, far, off, I've been around rabbit dogs and shit, and they act out of character. But I'm talking about a normal dog. doesn't just all of a sudden become somebody else and go back to being it. So. Right. And so... I told him, I was like, well, shit, you know, we, well, back up, he runs by, it runs over there, the dog lays down, just goes right back to sleep, and we both look at each other, and he was like, what the fuck was that? And I was like, dude, I have no idea, but I said, I wasn't a damn person, I can tell you that shit right now, because I said, first of all, you'd have to be an Olympic athlete to run as far as that thing ran. In the dark, you'd have to have some kind of freaking night vision. This is 2001. Night vision wasn't like it was now. You don't know where you got all this stuff you can buy straight over the counter. That's good night vision. So I said, you know, you'd have to be able to see in the dark. You'd have to be able to run for at least three miles. You'd have to be able to run across a cut cornfield. Shit far. I couldn't have done that when I was 20 years old, much less now. Um, And you'd have to somehow put off either a sound or a vibe or something that the dog could pick up on. Mm so i was like man that's freaking weird so i told him i said well we'll look for some tracks or something when we get out but is, those ground was froze it was all gravel leading up to there and then when it turned off to the right you know it had been 30 degrees for several days and well below freezing at night so there, there just there wasn't any, you know there wasn't like anything to oh i'm just going to pick up this shit you know and i'll take this in there i'll have this analyst and analyze you know the rain down damn gravel road across a frozen field
0: right
2: so I don't know but i tell you what i still see that guy to this day and i was like what the? i mean i've seen a lot of weird shit in my life i'll be the first to admit i've seen a lot of weird shit in my life how far i mean you know you look 50 years you're gonna see your share of weird shit. i ain't never seen nothing like that
0: yeah before or after so what do you i mean do you sleep at all the rest of the night or y'all i mean i'm sure y'all are wide no, awake
2: shouldn't, no shouldn't, no shit, no Matter of fact, after that we got we got out and got the shotguns. We loaded them son of a bitches up, because at that point you didn't really know. You know, there was just that, that sort of seeded out in your mind, like that's that's weird. You know, I mean that's just weird. I mean. It, I mean, again, I, uh, there's just, I mean, I just, no chance that was a human, but even if it was, you're like, well, shit, that's a crazy stuff. What are you doing? Out right. here in the middle yeah. night? That's running across fields and running down roads and all that kind of crap. So we got out, we got the guns up and we loaded, but you know, my dog
1: never, I mean, until we finally went out and set out decoys.
2: Fuck. Never I could have deco-
1: never put out decoys. I'm not going to lie. I'd have been a nervous freaking wreck. <laughs> what would you rather it be?
0: Would you rather it be Bigfoot or would you rather it be a person?
1: I'd rather it be Bigfoot. I think I feel
0: like a person is more out of out of the ele- out of the elements yes. than a, than that, Bigfoot. That fucker's batshit crazy. <laughs> yeah. and he's yeah, out like if there he, doing that. If if that's a person doing that, like that's not somebody that yeah. I I, I want to tangle the, with. The, and the people, no, oh,
2: that's exactly right. That's a special person. If that's a person, that's
0: for sure. Right.
1: And the people that the yeah. people that come out and say, "Well, I'd have shot it," can you imagine the defense right now in Arkansas? If somebody shot some redneck out in the woods running around, goddamn, he just killed him for no reason at all. Right. You can't just shoot something. I understand. Did you see any big feet like marks or nothing that morning? It was all frozen.
2: I didn't really see anything. We looked around, actually, when we were done hunting, because the hunting sucked that day. I remember that. Uh, it, the, whole, the whole trip is just, you know, even after, God, 20-some years, and I'm not even a young cat anymore, it's still just as clear as a bell because the dog's reaction, the hunt sucked, we looked around after the hunt for a long time, seeing if we could just find anything. Maybe there was some hair. Maybe there was a shoe mark. Maybe there was something. And then we drove back. And, man, you talk about, even though it was only a four-hour drive, you talk about a long-ass drive. Four hours without sleeping and seeing something in the freaking middle of the night that got you all jacked up and your adrenaline was all pumped up. Oh, my God. I, I drove, and I I think I slept, honestly, half that drive I mean, I was behind the wheel. I still, I got home. I was like, where in the hell am I? How how'd I get here? I mean, I was all jacked up.
1: I wonder, has anyone else had a siding there?
2: I don't know. You know, that's the thing about it. Um, none of the
0: guys,
1: that, now there was 10
2: guys in the lease with me. Uh, one of them was the guy that was with me. Uh, none of the others ever said anything about it. And we dropped that lease right after that. The, the, number, the bird numbers just dropped to the point where you couldn't really freaking kill anything. You know, and you're paying four grand or five grand a year, or whatever it was. Nobody wanted to do it anymore. So none of them really said, but we didn't have it very long after that either. And the other thing was, too, most of the guys that would go out there would, you know, they, they were normal hunter dudes, unlike me, who they go out there, you know, in a morning and hunt and then stay at a hotel. And nobody stayed out there. I mean, it was really only being the guy that went with it that ever stayed out there at night. And so, um, and other you know, people out there, you know, four or five o'clock in the morning, but you know, they're showing up with lights blaring and all that and setting up decoys and headlamps and all that and making a big stir where we weren't, you know, we were just sitting there basically in the dark. Now, the, the question that I've always had about the whole thing is it, it obviously knew we were there because I, I, I believe in my heart that it was coming down the middle of the road and it adjusted that to go around us. Now, whether it, whether it knew that, you know, maybe it knew we were, were there, maybe it knew something was there or whatever. I mean, it, it didn't adjust its course much, um, but I wonder why it, it didn't go across the field prior to getting us or, you know, the 10th, I mean, you could have went anywhere. Right. There wasn't anything special about where it turned. It just ran, barely adjusted its course around us and then went and made a 90-degree turn. Well, how far you could, you could have done that anywhere? I mean, none of that was flooded at the time because we were in the drought part of it. So there was nothing special about how it went around us or where it turned once it went around us. It just literally came all the way to us, barely went around, never slowed down, never looked, never anything. And it obviously could hear the dog barking. The dog's going freaking crazy. The dog's banging in the damn window two feet from it. Didn't
1: act like it was anything any more than just running down the ground. See, you're a normal person. You got all your teeth. You're a good person, <laughs> educated. I've been around a bit you. Hard. You're a sane person. There are yeah. thousands of people just like you out there that have not wanted to say nothing or have not told very many people because everyone thinks it's going to be like the first Bigfoot we got that we had on with us. But there's a there's a story to be told by so many people. I mm. I know another guy that had an encounter like yours, and he won't come on here because I've asked him to. But he was traveling and pulled over and went to sleep in his car. And he woke up and he said, I thought I felt something looking at me. And I looked out my window and this thing was looking at him. Mm-hmm. Now my fucking skin is fucking bubbled up right now. Cause it's It just makes my hair scream, but he saw something just like you. But he said, this thing was looking in the window at him. And he goes, it wasn't a fucking bear and it took off running on two feet.
0: But could that, could that have been something where he just woke up and saw something?
1: I don't I don't know. He won't come on I mean, here to talk I, about it.
0: I had it. I had some weird dreams the other night that I would swear were real. But then like you you kind of start putting things together and you're like, no, it was just a dream.
1: Well, he says that he woke up and that somebody was sitting there looking at him and looked at him for a minute, right. and he said the thing that got him into this day is he sees that thing's eyes blinking.
0: Cause if you're already mm. jacked up, you're already sleeping in the sleeping in the middle of nowhere. Like it's not like it's not like Sean's story where it's like him and his buddy are looking mm-hmm. back and watching this thing over a period of time. No, but I'm just saying this there's... guy just woke up, looked out his window, and saw shit, and then that well, he, was over. He told me he
1: woke up and felt like something was watching him, and right. he looked out but the window and there. But you're
0: already jacked up and you're I, already in a weird position.
1: I, I don't know. I'm just telling you, this is another normal person that has an encounter right. or something that doesn't make sense to him. <laughs>
0: I do think it's human nature
2: to try and convince yourself that what happened didn't happen. Yes. And I honestly think that's why a lot of people don't say anything about it. I mean, let's face it, a lot of people think, ah, yeah, shit, that couldn't happen. You know, maybe, maybe I had something to drink or maybe I, you know, and there's, they're going to make 10,000 excuses for why that didn't happen because the human brain doesn't process that shit very well. You know, if it's outside of your realm of thinking, then it couldn't have happened because that would mean... It, it almost is a little bit like all this shit going on right now where these people are testifying about aliens and stuff, yeah. right? Maybe there's people seeing aliens. I don't know. Maybe that was an alien that I saw. I don't know. But the fact of the matter is, most of these people get either whitewashed because they're freaking crazy or B they convince themselves it didn't happen. So what you get is the people that sort of are like, I don't give a shit, I'll tell my story, I don't care. Or the freaking Fringers, you know, that are, like, oh yeah, okay. yeah, and they took me up to the spacecraft and blah, 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 Because a lot of the normal people are like, well, they couldn't, that couldn't be, it couldn't happen, you know, that, that couldn't, have, so it, it could've just been a person, you know, running through the freaking dark for miles. And there are plenty of people I'm sure that would convince themselves that, that that's the situation because they don't wanna be looked at as crazy. I mean,
1: there, there's no, i'm sure there's a lot that goes there's, on there's there's i believe andy's a flat earther now so this is completely I'm different not, i'm not a flat earther <laughs> at all but i don't
2: <laughs> it's an ellipse see it's not flat it's an ellipse you yeah, exactly. Knows? <laughs> that's why you can't fall off the end cuz it's rounded on the end yeah.
1: <laughs> we uh Who
0: knows?
1: but this bigfoot deal there's too many people that are good people that have had some kind of encounter. They don't know what it is, but I, I'm like you. It's it, you, you, you can't find a sane bolt can't cover a mile or two and then stop but run by your car and then take off running across a cor- a, a cut cornfield. It just ain't going to happen. So it had to be yeah, something different right. and, and and you'll never know what yeah. it is, but I'm going to tell you what you're a brave son of a bitch because I would have never got out to put decoys. Would you Andy?
0: <laughs> uh, probably not. Were Did you ever want to like turn on your headlights or anything or like let this thing know like, hey, we're in the middle of the road or are you just kind of bracing for impact? You no,
2: know, we kind of laid low, honestly. Um, you know, it sort of just did its thing and we, you know, we did our thing. And uh, it, it's weird because as things are unfolding in a situation like this, at least in my case, I mean, health arts have a different story, but not a lot goes through your mind at that moment. You know, you hear a lot of this too, you, you could watch YouTube videos on everything, let's face it, you know, plenty of people talk about, you know, oh, there was a bar fight and this one guy beat everybody up. Well, the the guy that beats everybody up in the bar fights, typically the dude who's thinking straight right? and all the others just mayhem, right? They're just swinging at whatever and this dude's taking his time and he knocks everybody out cold, right? Probably a guy who just, for whatever reason, maybe didn't think about it. He didn't think about mailing at the time. You know, that it's kind of like this. I mean, it wasn't like, oh, you know, because again, going back to the people, why didn't you just kill it? Well, I didn't think about freaking killing it, and first of all, I didn't know what it was. I mean, what am I just gonna kill everything that I don't know what it is? I mean, what am I just gonna come out and start blasting? You know, like you said, what, what if the the 0.000% the chance it was somebody and I, and I come out and just kill it? Well, it was running on the road, you know? I'm gonna tell the cop, hey, you know, it was running down a gravel road. Why wouldn't right. I, well, I would not blast it? You know what I'm saying? So it, it's almost like at the time, you don't necessarily process through things and say, well, I, you know, I should have opened the door, damn thing would have ran into the door. Literally, if he'd have flung the door, he have ran into the door. Guarantee we'd have had some evidence then, because that sucker at a pretty high rate of speed <laughs> would have ran into the freaking door. You know, I mean, damn. The, I, I just, you know, hindsight's easy enough to say. Well, you know, what what would we have done if this? And I'm, I, I mean, again, I'm not back in that situation, but I'm assuming had it stopped, and started jacking with it, there would have been some bullets right. flying. You know, she had fired again. I mean, you know, what are you going to do? You're not going to sit there and let something, you know, destroy you or your vehicle or whatever. I mean, there would have been bullets flying, but. I don't think I ever felt at any moment, like scared. I mean, that would, it's not an emotion that I ever look back on this and be like, oh, I was, you know, i was scared. I might've been like, what the fuck, you know? But I wasn't scared. I mean, how far there was two of us, you know, two grown adults and my dog was obviously ready to fight and I had a gun, you know, whatever one thing is, gonna have a pretty good fight on its hand if it decides to stop. So um, I didn't feel like I was scared. I felt like, kind of like, you know, this this ain't right. But
1: what, how far were you yeah. from Sagamon river? Mm, that doesn't ring a bell. I'll tell you what, what you could look up
2: and get a pretty good idea on this grassy lake. Hunt Club.
1: What, what county is it in? Uh, if, um, let
2: me look here. I'll figure it out real quick. Uh, grassy lake hunt club was only about uh, three miles, uh,
1: up the street from us. It was on the opposite side of the road, but, uh, that was in Union Union County. I'm going to look up because Sagamon river. They had a siding. They don't have nothing. They don't show.
0: Grassy Lake hunt club on Facebook says Jonesboro, Illinois. Is that right?
1: Yeah. Uh And a Jonesboro.
2: They're basically the same town. Um, they you kind of come out of Ann and go straight into Jonesboro. and if you see grassy lake hunt club on the map they'll be as you're going if you're going west they'll be on the south side of the road we were on the north side of the road about i don't know memory serves me correct maybe a mile two miles before you got to them there's a road that turned off and that road went on went up and it, i'm assuming it dead ended. i don't think it went to anything because it turned to dirt so i doubt it came out anywhere but um we were on the north side of the road within Oh, half mile of bluff
0: line. So I'm sure you've replayed this a million times in your mind. What is there anything that you're like, I wish I would have done this differently?
2: Um, you know, we had cell phones back in those days, but they weren't great. No, they were I knew what I had to do. Yeah, you'd have had the, the shitty cell phone pick of Bigfoot that we have nowadays, you know, that nobody freaking believes. <laughs> uh, that's the only <laughs> thing I think is that I might, you know, because I thought, eh, you know, we could have taken a picture. But how far? You couldn't take a picture. of your damn self two feet away with one of them cameras. They freaking sucked. As a matter of fact, it's probably a damn flip phone. Um, but I'll tell you what, I have went out and taken pictures. I think I still got them on this phone uh, of that truck window. And those you could put your fingernails in the grooves in that window from that dog's teeth. I mean, you know, you think about how many times you see your, especially labs, you know, she had labs laid back, they're not out jacking with anybody for the most part. Um, you think about what it took to get that dog to that state. Yeah. I mean, obviously, and again, I hunted that dog for years over there too, that's the thing. I hunted that dog many a time on those pits over there. Never once, so it, it obviously wasn't smell because we were in the vehicle, with the doors right. shut and the windows all that which that convinces me that maybe that's why this never came up with that dog ever again out there because whatever this was probably had been through there before let's face it; it's not on a one-way trip probably um but the dog didn't smell anything because um it's not something she would have necessarily encountered. it had to be it had to be sound she didn't see it at right. first. She probably did once she stood mm-hmm. up and started going back and forth. Matter of fact, she was against the passenger window until this thing came into pretty clear view. Not I say clear view, it's at night, but you know what I'm saying, where, where you could kind of make out that it was Then she was doing the back mm-hmm. and forth. That became visual at that point for the dog. Prior to that, it was only vibrations <laughs> or sound that she heard this right. thing. And whatever it was in those footfalls and that noise wasn't normal.
0: And it woke her up.
2: Yeah, it her, her, woke her up out of a dead sleep. And, I mean, that dog could sleep. Boy, <laughs> of course, she hunted a lot. She was always out doing her things. But when she went to sleep, she was asleep. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, your gut says that this was uh, a Bigfoot, a Sasquatch?
2: I mean, yeah, probably. Because, I mean, although... <sighs> And that's not plausible, you know. I mean, let's face it, there's no plausible explanation for what it was. I can tell you one thing it was on two legs, mm-hmm. it ran a very long distance across difficult terrain, and it wasn't a person. I mean, that's what I can tell you. I know for a fact it wasn't right. a person, you know. Um, and what else is around on two legs? There's nothing else that runs on on two legs and ran with, literally within two feet of us. Right. I mean, I'm not talking about it long distance, I'm talking about within two feet of us. Yeah.
1: Um, and there's not no six so foot that, five bears running around in southern Illinois. Right, that's Exactly. Yep. You no, know, a bear mm-hmm. will walk on two legs, yeah, not but not at all. No, think. not at all.
2: And you wouldn't think of that being big bear country over there. They may have bears. I don't know. I never bear hunted over there, but uh, I wouldn't think that'd be big bear country. You know, it was. It, was, um, it reminds you a little bit. I mean, terrain wise, somewhat of of Texas and some you know some areas and stuff where it's just big crop fields and woodlots and things like that. So. Um, any around your rivers, you know, just typical river terrain where you have a big bottom and then you have a lot of forests and stuff and a lot of big rocks along that, that cliff line and stuff. So there's plenty of places I'm sure something can shelter and blah, blah, blah. You know, the biggest question, the biggest question is always, well, why haven't we found one? You know, why haven't we found a dead one? Why haven't we found... But I mean, I, my explanation for that would probably be maybe there's just not very many of them. Right. I mean, how far you know things get scattered by animals and bones get scattered and eaten and buzzards and all. I mean, how many times you've been in a wood and found bones? I mean, thousands. Let's face it. How far every time you go hunting, you see a bone somewhere, but you don't automatically go, "Oh shit, that that's probably something mine. Right.
1: You know, I, um, we watched that show Chip Chip Chimp Empire on Netflix, and if you remember on that, when that one was going to die, he went off by himself and pulled limbs and shit all, all on him and died.
0: Well, I didn't finish it, so thanks for ruining that.
1: Well. He dies. So you yes, <laughs> don't have to watch that now. It's six months old. You should have watched it by now. No, I should have. I know. But uh, but no. he went and buried himself up somewhere and died. Well, mm-hmm. maybe they do the same thing. Well, I don't know. There's just too many instances where people have seen stuff. And let's be honest with you, some <laughs> of them that see it, they're they're definitely sleeping with their cousins. But there's lots of people like you that are regular normal people that have seen something they don't know what it is. You're gonna go to your grave wishing you knew what the hell that was.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, for sure. And that's just that's Mm one more. That's why I don't want to see one because it would wear me out wanting to see that son of a bitch again.
0: Right, it would. I'd be like,
1: you know, I want to go see it. I'm going to set out, and you know, it just don't happen. Who was the first person you told? Um. I'm gonna say my son was
2: only three or four years. Old. Yeah, it's probably my wife. Uh, my son, my son was little. He was born in '98, so he was only three. I I've been tell him for years. My brother probably. When did my you start wife.
0: like telling friends and stuff?
2: Like, did it were you were you I, ever I like, people is, people, is
0: this something we really want to tell people? Like, do we want to be labeled yeah. as that person?
2: Right. Well, I'll tell you. Um, you know, I, it never really bothered me telling the story because you know, because here's the thing: I ain't saying I know exactly what it was. Right. I mean, you know what? If somebody says to me, you know, that wasn't a bigfoot. Okay, I can't prove that it was. Right. But you can't prove that it wasn't either. Exactly. And that's that's the way I look at that. You know, and um, I, I tell you, it's almost like you all been bird hunting long enough. Well, I'm sure a lot of bird hunters watch these watch these. And all that. you know, you that that one time you're hunting by yourself and you pull up and you shoot three with one shot, or yeah. something. You know, you, you knock four down out of a group by yourself or something, and you're like. Son of a bitch! You man. know, if I tell somebody, they probably believe that. You know, I mean, I mean it didn't happen. I was in Alaska one time and shot a four bird limit of black scoters with two shots. Mm. You know, and that's all you could kill for the whole damn time. And then I'm sitting on a rock for friggin' six hours and I can't shoot
0: nothing else. <laughs> and
1: thinking, what the hell? That's the stupidest thing ever. Uh,
2: but anyway, um, I, you know, it didn't bother me uh, to tell to tell anybody about it. Um, you know, you get a you get a lot. I mean. Let's face it, everybody everybody's a natural skepticist. Everybody wants to believe that their little world is just all there is. And that's why this alien thing bothers people, because they don't want to think outside the they want to think their little world's nice, you know, and these these beings that can fly across time and space are gonna show up and they're gonna freaking jack with you. Nobody wants to think about that, right? But it this happened. And, and me and him both, and I still, again, I still see him to this day, and he was like, dude, what the, Yeah, you know, I don't know. But uh, I know for a fact it wasn't something that you run into every day. And that dog knew it wasn't something you run into every day as right. well.
0: Jeez.
1: I'm glad it was you and not me. I am, because I'm telling you, I, I'm scared of the dark anyways. I, I was reading on a post about that, that Union County, Illinois, and there's been mm-hmm. a bow hunter two times. Two different bow hunters have seen one during the day. Oh, really? One of them really? was an 18 year old kid. I'm telling you, if I was 18 years old and I was in a in a bow and all I had was a bow with me, and a fucking sasquatch walked by me, I would never be in the woods hunting again.
0: Yeah, yeah. that'd be fucking it for me. Yeah.
1: I just don't. That yeah. that would oh. work, that would scare the piss out of me.
0: Well, and like like you said though, people yeah, are people have their little insulated bubble, and they don't want anything to deviate. That's just like you know. You hear from Christians a lot, like, well, I wish God would say something to me. It's like, do you really? Do you really want, like, would you yeah. listen anyway? Or would you just brush it off as, <laughs> yeah. ah, I'm I'm crazy, or that didn't really right. happen? Exactly
1: he could save different. a lot of yeah. souls with his That's deep voice. If if God come in a room and he said, this is God, I want you to do something, everybody in that room would be in church every Sunday from now on.
0: Well, just look at David Koresh, because he, he said that, Jeff.
1: Well, David Koresh really never yeah. was told that.
0: But you have to... Be- he had 47 he- people that totally yeah. bought in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was the guy that said, I, I am. Follow me. No, I'm
1: yeah. talking about just a voice in a room, not some guy sitting up there that's got pajamas on.
0: Oh, But I mean, people wouldn't believe it anyway, even if most of the time, even right. if they were like, well, I mean, even if you read biblical texts, those people didn't believe it until he like bashed them over the head several times or gave them a really hard lesson. So people yeah. are people are conditioned yeah. to not really think anything mm-hmm. else and, the, and if so
2: yeah and the fact of the matter is if you brought a body in somebody wouldn't believe yeah. it you know if you had dna somebody wouldn't believe it i mean there's always going to be somebody that's like oh this shit ain't real you know that didn't happen they they're faking that they're doing this this is photoshop this is blah 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 you know i'm not i'm not bringing any pictures in here and saying look at this picture from 1998 you know uh, i'm telling you you know the the actual what happened and you know everybody can make their own decision from there but there's a lot of people who are going to necessarily discount it straight away because they don't want to believe they don't want to believe that something's out there that they don't
1: know what can it you is you
2: imagine i mean it's like jeff said you know there're plenty of people who'd be scared as shit by yeah.
1: that you imagine a rookie game warden's first day on the job and somebody pulls up with a dead bigfoot in the back of a truck they mm-hmm. shot they're going to be like i need to call in for some help here yeah, that's exactly right.
2: Now, my question is this, dude. Is Bigfoot on the – is he on the exempt list? I mean, you know, you got, like, English starlings and – or English sparrows and starlings and groundhogs you can shoot anytime. In Texas – If you go out and in- at a cap and a Bigfoot, is he on the list or is he –
1: Texas is open season in Texas, I believe. But so let me tell you yeah. what, folks. Check before you go out and shoot one. I don't want to get fucking being drugged through a lawsuit in case you shoot <laughs> exactly. one and it's not fair. But I think in Texas, in depth, I can do it. Yeah. I think in Texas he's an open season on Bigfoots.
0: This says no, you cannot. Yeah.
1: You cannot shoot one in Texas.
0: It is illegal to kill Bigfoot. This is according to the CW thirty nine in Houston, Texas. Well, I'm going to tell you right now. If you get a shot oh, at one, hold on. You, I think this might. I think there might just be cities. Nope. Uh, is that, uh, San Antonio. It is far unlawful to flirt the usage of what the fuck does that even mean? I
1: think in Texas, is, I think in Texas there is no season on a Bigfoot. It's like shooting an elk out here. You can shoot an elk out here, you know, because it's not native animals. Which it is right. a an native animal. They just left and now they've come back. But
0: Oh, these are uh, these are weird laws. Um so I think in Texas that you can shoot
1: a Bigfoot. No one's ever done it, so you will be wanting to get that mounted at your place if you get it, but
2: I can guarantee you in Illinois image wasn't legal.
1: No, <laughs> hell no. No, they're liberal liberal shit. <laughs>
2: yeah, that's exactly right. There's a specific law against that in Illinois.
1: Yeah. Uh, That's just to protect Michelle Obama. <laughs>
0: <laughs> See, but in 2012, it says... it. No, I guess it is illegal in, in Texas. It in, is.
1: In Texas, it's, it is legal to shoot and kill. It is
0: illegal. No, I'm just reading the deal right now. It says from it's 2012. legal. Huh? That's from 2012. This I, says it right here. Uh. In conclusion texas however it is also illegal within the state of texas to kill a bigfoot if one were to exist this law became instilled installed region to shield the mythical creature which some believe roamed the forest of texas that is from february of 23 so i don't wow that's just recent yeah but now somebody recently was
2: thinking about that in
0: 2012 there are articles that say it is officially legal to kill Bigfoot in Texas. So I'm guessing they changed that law sometime. I don't know. Six sounds seven, like a six, good use ago. of their time. Yeah, right? Yeah, that's where our tax dollars are going. Let's not fix yeah, the border or exactly anything. Right. Let's just have them come across. You know what? Let's waste time figuring out on if Bubba can kill Bigfoot or not.
2: Yeah, let's let the roads fall into pieces and knock people's tires off. Yeah. and While we're solving this Bigfoot issue here of whether you can legally kill one or not. You know what they ought to do. And the next step is they're gonna sell tags for that, some bitch. They'll be making big money off tags. So that way in case you encounter one.
1: I yeah, thought about that'll be the next thing to be I great. thought about selling guided Bigfoot hunts right here on the Brazos River. I mean, Jesus, you know you ain't gonna kill one. So you know <laughs> so, exactly. and, and somebody right. would be disappointed. <laughs> yeah. Well, God dang we didn't get one. Well yeah, I wonder why. <laughs>
2: All you have to do, you just get you like a, a foot imprint and you put some in the sand, you spray some scent around and you, you know that, that well, he was here. You just missed him. You know how, you know how it is as a guy. you know yeah,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. Right,
2: yeah. If you'd have been yep. here yesterday, we'd have got that summit yesterday. I mean, the fact of the matter is you're one day late. Power.
1: <laughs> I've, I've got a friend, I've got a yeah. friend of mine that was, was our football coach and, and he was about six foot six and weighed about 450 pounds. And I have thought so many times back in his big girthy days, if we'd have got a suit on him. And had him run across Highway Six, have a place where we could build a bunker where he could go in and lock it up so nobody'd shoot his ass. But have him run across about a mile yeah. in front of someone on a on, during the daytime. it would be, it wouldn't take but about two or three people seeing that shit and been all over, and they've been Bigfoot spotters all over around this area. It'd been the greatest hoax yeah. ever.
0: Sure. I don't know. It's a weird story. Uh, I wish there was. I mean, it just is what it is. But I like that you're like, you know what? I don't know that I saw a Bigfoot, but I can tell you what, what it wasn't. What the what it wasn't. I can tell you what I think it might nice. have been. So that's yep. a that's a healthy attitude towards this crazy encounter. Well, I don't know. I don't know what yeah. it was, but yeah, I can absolutely. tell you it probably wasn't this.
1: Well, Sean, we appreciate you coming on and telling your story. And anybody else out there that's got a Bigfoot story, please holler at us. I, I like these. I like hearing different things people see, but we appreciate it. We look forward to seeing you again in January. Uh, yeah, absolutely, before hanging with you guys. That guy needs to come about a week early this time and plug in his Tesla so it'll be ready to yeah. drive off because three days wasn't enough to charge <laughs> so it up when it's cold. ready time the hunt's over. Yep. <laughs> yeah, Thank you. sure. Had enough charge to drive all the way to Seymour now. Yeah,
2: absolutely. <laughs> well, we appreciate it, buddy. And if anybody's listening, hey, if anybody's listening and they need something to do, check out the YouTube videos. I, I do a lot of cooking. I, have a, I used to teach cooking classes. I got a cookbook that's out and all that. For the last four weeks, I've been doing the World's Greatest Sandwich Challenge. I'm developing the World's Greatest Sandwich. You can search Sean Keaton on there. You can find the videos from the World's Greatest Sandwich. I think this coming week is going to be the last week of it, so check those out if you get a chance. What
1: is the World's Greatest Sandwich?
2: Well, I did one the first week. I did one that had a Korean beef. Uh, It was phenomenal. The second week, I did one that had bacon-wrapped, barbecued shrimp, and queso. That sandwich was phenomenal. Bacon wrap shrimp. I,
1: hold on, bacon wrap shrimp and queso. Yes,
2: I never and would have thought about want, that
1: together.
0: You've stolen phenomenal, my heart already.
2: Phenomenal. phenomenal. The third week I did a chicken, like a ground chicken, and then I made a homemade teriyaki sauce with some cabbage, uh, like a homemade slaw, like an Asian slaw. Phenomenal. This past week, just a couple of days ago, I did. Potato pancakes with the onion and the hot pepper and all that. Patted those out. Fresh tomatoes um, and mushrooms in a Dijon cream sauce that basically became the sauce for it. So you didn't need like mayo or anything. And oh, that's a good one too. Uh, Got an idea for next week. Don't want to, you know, no reveals, but everybody should watch because that's that's going to be a big one too. And then it's just going to be picking the best one of the bunch. What's your
0: favorite sandwich, Andy? Did you ever Uh... had? I'm guessing
2: he's going to say, say
0: Ruben. I like Ruben's. Uh, when we were in Miami, I had a Cuban there. It was really good. Oh,
2: yeah. Good um,
0: yeah, I like Ruben's. Um, you know, we went to uh, okay. where, where Where did we go in New York? What's the famous place that's closed? Is it Cats? I can't remember which one. Canner, we Cats, or, or Carnegie? Cats.
1: Cats
0: is We young. might have done Carnegie. I can't remember. It was the one that didn't take credit cards, and I had to do the old shit. How much ca- how much cash do I have? Kind of motion. Probably Carnegie. Yeah. I think it was. did yeah, you take one sandwich off what, of the room? Right. Would you have? Uh, whatever they were famous. I think it was. I think it was the Reuben, like the open face, whatever. It was yeah. good. I am a my favorite sandwich I've
1: ever had in my life, but it, believe it or not, was at a place called Subs and Suds in Wichita Falls, and they used to have a twelve inch. And the guy was from Philadelphia, and he brung that sandwich there, and it had provolone, had all kinds of meat, salami, b- Whatever it was, but it was the oil that they put on there, and it was a. But the bread was really good. It had the really thin sliced onions, and I'm not a big onion eater, but that was my favorite sandwich. But it was a deli sandwich from, from just a a Philadelphia deli sandwich. I guess outside of that, my favorite sandwich ever is the Gino's Philly cheesesteak with with the cheese whiz. Yeah, hard to beat a good Philly. You going whiz cheese on that, or you going? I'm going whiz.
0: I fucked up and didn't get any. Andy didn't get any cheese. He just got meat and bread. They scared me when I came to the counter. <laughs> like a pizza. Yeah, they scared me when I came to the counter. They were very rude. And I'm already like, you know, I'm in a weird city, and they're very aggressive. And I <laughs> I ordered a, uh, a cheese steak with no cheese somehow because I didn't tell them with whiz. So it just came out meat, bread, yeah. bell peppers, oh, and onions. No. It was the worst thing I've ever put in oh, my mouth.
1: My yeah, you needed about three. Yeah, I needed to like di- I that. needed
0: to do like those hot dog competition eaters doing like dip it in some water to get it down. Yeah, my like I yeah. we spent an ungodly yeah. amount of money. You know, we were broke and on our honeymoon, and we spent you know what seemed like a bunch of money on this fucking sandwich that was terrible. So see my experience there was I learned from Andy. So I walked up and I thought I'm not going to be intimidated by this
1: lady. Anyways, I said, listen, I'm from Texas. I've never been here. This is what I want. I want a Philly cheesesteak and I want cheese whiz on it. And I want the works. And we got two of those and they were very good. But uh, we've got some clients of ours that own a pizzeria in Manhattan in Brooklyn. Is it Patsy's? I think it's Patsy's is the name of that place. But anyways, they've got Philly cheesesteaks that are in an egg roll. And oh, they're freaking out of this world! And I, yeah, really? very, very, very good. But I, I'm a sandwich eater. I like them. I've had a good mouflato, uh, mouflatos uh, in New Orleans makes a great, yeah, great, central grocery. great, great sandwich there too. Mm-hmm. But I'm a sandwich eater. Yeah. I will check out your YouTube and
0: appreciate it. Yeah. And um, the Monte Cristo is good, but you can't.
1: That, those get one.
0: rich in a hurry. A grape you know? jelly. They get rich in a like the first couple bites. You're like, oh my goodness, this is the best thing ever. Yeah. And then you get into it a little bit more, and you're like,
1: uh, Benegan's you know. used to have the best yeah. Monte
0: Cristos. Yeah. and grape jelly. Yep. Mm. Yes, 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 yes. Lots well, of same. I can't wait to watch this now. Yep, we're gonna check it out. Yeah, I've I got them pulled it. up. You
2: know, I will tell everybody, too, you know, hey, Stanfield, I'm a, I'm a food connoisseur. I mean, you watch all the videos on it. You can see. I know what I'm talking about when it comes to food. <laughs> Stanfield brought some good food out of there. I'm telling you, I didn't have a single complaint when I was down there. Michelle
1: the and the, the ladies do a great job in the kitchen.
2: Yeah, they do. Absolutely.
1: But now she's going to be worried when I tell her you're the sandwich king. She's going to be like, oh, <laughs> shit.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, not only am I the sandwich king, I'm bringing my wife with me this the- time, so it's got to go. Everything's
2: got to go up but there,
0: there, there you go. <laughs> well, we'll see you in a couple Zero. months, my friend. All right. It sounds right. great, fellas. I appreciate Thank you. Bye-bye.
1: Oh, Sean Keaton, very interesting guy. It's an interesting story.
0: I still think I would rather it be a Bigfoot than a person.
1: Oh, I, I'm telling you right now, if I was out in the middle of the woods and some big fucking oversized son bitch come walking up to me in the dark, I'd be like, oh, shit.
0: Because a Bigfoot's not out of place there. <laughs> I yeah. mean, when you think about it.
1: No, that's his back door. Like, if, he's, if, he's, if it's natural, that's his place, right? Right. Right.
0: But somebody walking up on a dirt road. That's thats out of place. Yeah,
1: I don't want to see it. Was a fire down the road still going when you came through?
0: Oh it's still smoking.
1: They're big time. They're trying to call in for help. It's been burning since last night. Is that lightning?
0: Dry and lightning. That's what my grandfather was telling me about. Yep, it's coming. I didn't think we had any chances of rain. So whenever he said it.
1: Well, we didn't have any rain in the house. We had a half inch right west of here.
0: But uh, Joe Bastardi said, just hold strong, Texas. Relief is coming. It's coming. September and October are going to be wet, it's wet, wet. That's what he said. Thank you all for he listening. Said this winter is going to be wet, too. Yep. So going be a cold, wet winter,
1: ready wow. for waterfowl season.
0: Uh, yeah, that's easy for you to say. Why?
1: I got <laughs> windshield wipers on my truck. I'll be right. <laughs>
0: exactly. There is nothing worse than shuttling that shit out. No. I am. I, I am
1: 100% with you on that.
0: Like, it it, it is. Ju- it adds almost an hour to your day.
1: And we're lucky because we, a lot of our places we can get to because of the roads we have. Where A lot of guys can't, so we're fortunate. Yeah, on the light, on the, the tight land up north, not so much. Uh, I've got some dates left. I've got the th- weekend before Thanksgiving open. I have no idea how that weekend is open still, and I've got the th- two days before Thanksgiving open, and that's all I've got left in November. And I've got some deer hunting available, a couple of deer, and we're gonna have great deer because we had such a wet spring. Anyways, give me a call, 940-658-3172. Thank y'all for listening to us. This comes out on Monday, correct? Y'all have Mm a great... We're going to go pick a winner. Have a great week. When do we do that, Monday? Right now. Right now. We're going to pick a winner for the puppy. Thank you, Corey. Gosh almighty, what what a great giveaway. Corey Dudekin at Double T British Kennels. Perina for six months worth of dog food. Corey for five months worth of training. Lucky Duck for a dog kennel. Mo Marsh for a blind. Thank y'all for listening to us. Have a great week. Bye.
0: Go check out Dirty Duck Coffee. Get the cold brew. It is hot, and that's the way to go. Shin Gear. They got a lot of great new garments out. Looking Glass Podcast. Dive Bomb Industries. Pacific Calls. Boss Shot Shells. Get that War Chief and get those Stanfield Nine sent to you. Lucky Duck. Ducks Unlimited. Mossberg. Double T British Kennel. Stanfield Outfitters. Hemp Hill Farms. And Alpha Outdoor Specialty.